good morning. Welcome to another episode of Wendy Says Things. This morning, I want to dive a little bit deeper into the protective aspect of energy work. Because even if you don't have all your chakras aligned and you're not completely healed, when you step out of your safe, the safety of your home, if you are safe in your home, or out of the safety of your room, if, if you are in a difficult situation, there are some things that you can do uh, to protect yourself um, on an energetic level to that, that are helpful. So let's start with the disengaging. If you have the opportunity to, to physically disengage from people, at least temporarily, uh, to be able to work that back of the next chakra that I talked about in the video on YouTube. So I do have uh, a video up on YouTube that is an introduction to me and a primer on energy work complete with uh, diagrams and pictures. So I refer to that video a bit. I have it broken down into sections and it's kind of bookmarked so you can jump to the spot that you might be looking for it's a long it's 42 minutes long or 46 minutes long or something and I kind of crammed a bunch of information into it uh, really quickly <laughs> covered in chalk um, so one of the things I talked about this is so loud there hello um, one of the things I talked about um, is disengaging from uh, negative dynamics with people that a lot of times our negative self-talk or our feeling trapped in difficult relationships comes from the, the attachment that that comes into the back neck chakra and the neck chakra the throat chakra is the energy center of truth and so you could hear people talk about these kind of ties, um, especially with negative people, and you wonder, like, why are they staying in this relationship? It's so toxic. But it might be a relative, and it might be a parent, and you're like, well, you know, it's my parent, or I feel this obligation, da-da-da. And a lot of that comes into that truth because they're agreeing, agreeing with a contract that's long-standing, that was put in in the past, that they have to play their role in that relationship dynamic. And it, it's very difficult to detach the cord, to change that energy, to heal the wounds that came with it, and to establish a new paradigm and a new relationship. And it risks and I'm not going to lie about it. It risks that relationship. You could be trashing that relationship by trying to change the dynamic and make it better for yourself. Um, on the other hand, if it's a negative relationship, maybe that's good for you. Maybe what you need to do is to mix it up, make the change. And if they want to say, see you later, that's fine. I, I, I will say this. That in long-term relationships, changing the dynamic is not, even if the person pulls back and reacts 
angrily because now you've mixed it up and you've changed the rules. Sometimes, eventually the person kind of comes around and agrees to accept you on these new terms. Other times it's just the end. Boom. The relationship is over. Um, so you, you're there cleaning up the mess. But most difficult is trying to dis, uh, change it up on an energy level while you're still in the toxic dynamic. So if you can, you want to give yourself some breathing space or some breathing room, uh, a break. Like <clears throat> if it's an intimate relationship you're having a struggle with and you can get away for a weekend to like a friend's house or something, um, go visit somebody in another state and take some time while you're there to try to rewrite the script and to do your meditation. Um, that can be very helpful, but you can also just, if you can carve out, you know, an hour or two alone, uh, you can still do the same thing. It just, you might have to touch it up and go back to it on a daily or weekly basis or every couple of days to try to keep um, it from reattaching because that's that's the second thing so let's let's say you have this dynamic with someone you're close to and uh, that dynamic is saying that this is your role in the relationship here's what's expected of you and you're buying into that because it's easier than and changing it and you sit in your meditation and you detach the cord from yourself and you plug their end of the cord back into their energy system and you plug your side of it back into you and you heal your chakra and you, you examine the truth about that and you say, I don't have to fulfill this role for this person. Um, and we want to avoid negative, so we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna say, um, I'm free to interact with this person and to use my intuition and to do what I need to do in the moment. I have the strength and the intelligence to do what I need to do in the moment to have a safe, healthy interaction with this person. I can set boundaries. I can say no. Um, I can disagree with this person and I am safe and loved and all of that. So you rewrite it and you heal it up and then you interact with that person and there's guilt and it doesn't go well and there's tears and and so they're going to shoot their end of the cord back out and try to plug it back into your neck energy. And this is some aware of the story of vampires and stuff comes from because oftentimes it's not just a dynamic. It's actually st stealing and taking your energy from you. So it's super important to address these cords um, at every chakra level that might be coming into you from outside. Um, and so that you can even access your own full energy and none of it's being siphoned off by negative interactions. Positive interactions and healthy relationships with people work where there's give and take, which means you give out love and energy to that person and they give out love and energy back to you and it's a mutually supportive energy dynamic. 
So I'm talking about the relationships and the interactions where, man, every time you walk away, you just feel drained and tired and they're taking from you. Now, I am going to say that there is a point at spiritual growth and development where you tap into the universal source and you have extra. Your cup is literally overflowing and you give out that positive energy to people who are not reciprocating. That's not also not what I'm talking about right now. <laughs> that's another that's another topic to get into down the road. Right now, we're trying to um, remove negative influences, negative cords, um, negative dynamics that are preventing you from being whole and healthy and healed. So, and that's really the goal of energy work. Energy work, um, I call it advanced prayer. It can also be described as a combination of imagination. And intent so we use our imagination and our will to change things on the metaphysical plane um, in order to enact and ground real changes in reality and our actual dynamics with people so we're gonna disengage the cords we're gonna plug in our own self, we're going to evaluate the negative belief that has accompanied that dynamic. And there can be more than one. There can be a whole list. You know, I'm not good enough. I can't trust people. I can't trust my own decision making. Uh, I mean, people will, who are taking advantage of your self, of you and your energy and your time or whatever will try to get you to believe all kinds of things, that you can't make your own decisions, that you can't be trusted making your own decisions, that you're not trustworthy, that you have trust issues. <laughs> and, the, and the messages can be contradictory. And so you, now you're in this tangled mess of what other people have told you you are. And you, your job is to detangle and to detach and to replace those messages with real ones. Now, I, I talk about mirror work sometimes, <clears throat> and here's what I'm going to say. Studies have shown that if you stand in front of the mirror and you say things about yourself that are untrue, you won't buy in. That only makes sense, right? So if you know you're impatient and you stand up in the mirror and you say, I'm a patient person, and you just know you're lying. So when you do your mirror work, when you do your self messages, the goal then is to be as accurate as possible. Um, you can stand in front of the mirror and say, I value patience. I'm working towards being patient. I'm going to recognize and expand my ability to be patient today. Ha. And I tell you that anything that you're working on, any virtue you're trying to possess, if you say, I want to be more patient, get right. And you put that out to the universe. The universe is going to give you every single kind of frustration. <laughs> in order to help you grow. So uh, I try to err on the side of a willingness. I'm willing to be more patient. Um, I am a person who's working on being more patient. Um, I can expand my patience. I can exercise patience in the face of frustration rather than I want to be more patient. <laughs> I do want to be more patient, but I'm careful what I put out there to the universe because I don't want to be frustrated all day becoming more patient.
So we try to get to the truth about ourself. And a lot of healing work is um, just radical honesty. And I've had people say to me, like, I've never heard anyone talk about themselves the way that you do. Because I am a pretty patient person. I'm very, other people will describe me as very patient and kind and generous. And, and I tell them, I'm like, hey, look, I know my flaws are impatience, uh, scarcity mindset, uh, not wanting to share, and selfishness. So I, I actually work really hard at paying attention to not giving into what I know my, myself to be. Um, to try and exercise the right and the obligation to be better, to meet my selfishness and to meet my scarcity mindset and to meet my um, unkindness uh, with compassion, but with like, a, absolutely no. You don't feel like sharing that? You're gonna share more than you would have. You're gonna share more than what they ask for. And then you're going to give something to that other person too. <laughs> Just give it all away. Um, because that's... So if you, if you are unwilling to look at who you really are and what your actual impulses are and where your thoughts are coming from, and that includes being challenged by other people who love you because there have been times where I've been... Circu uh, circular arguments are usually... a a sign that there's a deeper issue going on. So it can manifest itself in a dynamic with, some where, with someone else where what you're saying doesn't make sense. Like here's the premise, here's the conclusion, and the premise is true, but the conclusion is, eh. And the other person challenges you on that, and it's like, hey, look, you know, I, I agree with this premise here, but your conclusion, where is that coming from? And then there's more arguments and there's other conclusions that are all coming to the same uh, goal. So like the goal is really important to you, but it's restricting someone else's freedom or something. I'm just using an example from my past, um, a dynamic that I had with my son, um, where I was trying to restrict his freedom because I had a safety issue with myself. He was a, a teenager, he was almost an adult. And I did not realize what I was doing. He kept challenging me on it. And finally, I was like, I like had to get to that real honest point of like, I feel unsafe and I feel safer when he's here because I live out in the country and I'm all by myself. And my uh, ex-husband was away on a business trip. And I was like, oh boy, that was a lot to unpack. And it was unfair to put my feelings of safety on my son who was not yet an adult. So I was like, oh boy. And the next morning um, I woke up and I was like, yeah, he got his, he, he went and did his thing and I had this realization. So I went and got a dog. That's when I got my dog. So it's important that when challenged by somebody else and with a circular, an argument that's going round and round, or like if, let's say with your spouse, the same issue keeps coming up over and over. It may not be about that superficial issue. It may have a deeper thing. So like arguing about whether or not someone should go see a movie or go on a business trip or do whatever might in the face of radical honesty be that, that there is a safety and security issue. And once you recognize it, then you can actually take a proactive, healthy, responsible, um, course of action 
in order to feel safe and secure that doesn't then restrict someone else's movement or ask someone to sacrifice, ask someone else to sacrifice in order to stave off your feelings. So you have to take full responsibility for your feelings um, and your place in the world. And you can change the dynamic and, and heal some of the problems that you might be having in your relationships with other people by taking that kind of radical, honest look at what's really going on underneath the surface. So um, on an energy level then, you know, you can be like, I'm responsible for my own personal safety. <laughs> That's a heavy one. And, you know, I was used to being surrounded by people um, when I got divorced, you know, I lived by myself and I had my dog and I moved up to Wisconsin and, and my dog died and all of a sudden my personal safety and security was like, what the crap now? What do I do? But I was responsible. I am responsible for my own personal safety. And thankfully I had the job that actually taught me a lot about uh, personal safety and I had coworkers who taught me a lot about that as well and I took some classes so that I could feel more secure in being able to take care of myself. So these kind of proactive approaches uh, to healing, it's not just like you sit and you meditate, but you, like you come to understandings and realizations and then you take actions in the real world to meet the needs that you have that you may not have realized that you had. And that's a lot of what healing is. Okay, so our self-talk is always gonna be positive. We're going to try to avoid negatives and absolutes. And I just used always there, which is what made me think of it. So nevers and always is, we should really try to avoid that whenever possible. And our terminology um, that we use for our positive self-talk should be flexible and accurate because we don't want to stand in the mirror and do our mirror work and lie to ourselves because we're not going to buy in and when you're trying to grow and heal, you try to make, to give yourself a path that is reachable, that's doable, and that stretches. And that you know that it's, you're in it for the long haul. You're not going to wake up and be patient completely. You're not going to wake up and never feel frustrated again. You're going to wake up and do your best. And you're going to set your goals so that they're achievable. And, and that they also stre uh, stretch and challenge you a little bit. And so, well, this is already 20 minutes. <laughs> so we're going to talk about buttoning up the chakras. So you can contract your energy bubble in. I talked about this in the video. Um, you just imagine that it's in tighter to you, closer in around your body. Um, you go up and down your chakras and you put a little filter on there, you know. Um, I'm, I'm protected. It can be that simple. And then your little I'm protected filter goes over the top of each chakra front and back. Um, so I did talk about uh, 